Former podcast. I am your host, Alfred Tabex, joined once again by the fabulous Andy. Hey. So this week, let's get political. Um, and I know a lot of people were like, "Oh no, we're going to talk about the gender, gender debate." That's, that's not true. This is not what we're talking about. Before we go into anything, though, um, there is a notice for those of you having trouble with your Switch controllers. Um, Nintendo has released a statement saying. One, that they don't think anything's wrong with the Switch controller, the left one, but they will repair it for free. Um, and then you have to go on to, going on to their site's really confusing because you can't actually place an order online. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, because I went in and I looked at Nintendo Switch, you go to controllers, you go to the problem you're having, and then it just lists all the uh, possible fixes for said problem. And of course, none of those worked because I don't have an aquarium and all of those things so it's it's stupid i mean i had to uh i had to send in my wii to get repaired like a number of years ago and i mean like the process is simple and well it's not simple enough but like it's (laughs) it was seamless enough you know i sent it in and it it was fixed but like the fact that you have to send in your your controllers i mean like a month after release is pretty sure yeah but they have but the way to do it then is i'm gonna see if i can get a screen record going i'm not 100 percent sure if i can actually do that with my computer um or with the software that i currently have i'll try to figure it out if not i'll just take pictures and i'll post them and draw little arrows um so what you're gonna have to do then is you go to uh, one of the at some point you'll be able to pull up um like you have to go to support.com dot support.america my gosh, support.nintendo.com, um, and then select repair or something like that. Um, and then the next thing you need to do is go to contact us on the left bar. It's a drop down. Um, and it says chat or email. Just call them on the phone because basically through chat and email, the only things that they're going to give you an option to through those are if you're checking on a repair order status or if you didn't receive a number or something like that. They won't actually let you place an order that way. So call them. Um, the number is, I'll just, just say it now too, that'll be handier for you guys, 855-877-9099. Um, and I just literally just got off the phone before the podcast talking to someone about this. And she just asked me for shipping information, asked me what the problem was, and then she said that they would, um, they in- upgraded me to overnight shipping. So basically it's going to come right back when they're done. Uh, they said it'll take about a week. Mm. Um, they want to try to. They're, they're, apparently, there there's a lot of people um, dealing with these issues. Obviously, um, I, I think that yours is. It sounds like it's uh, acted up a bit more than than most. Well, yeah, and it's 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 a game by game basis too. Um, for the Switch, I've had like not a lot of problems. Or for the for Zelda <clears throat> on the Switch, I've had not a lot of problems. Like there's still problems, still things that have come up that have caused me to die. Uh, but when I'm playing Binding of Isaac on the TV, it, oh my gosh, it's unplayable. Um, mm-hmm. And a, a lot of people on the subreddit for Binding of Isaac agree. Uh, there are a lot of them are having the same problems. Um, so that also could be a combination of the controller and the game itself. Um, not having a good enough uh, connectivity or not having a good enough software to be able to use the controller. Um, <coughs> and so I uh, just called in, just had them... Uh, send me an order number. Send me the the label to pack it up. I'll probably do that tonight and then ship it off so I can get it back hopefully by next Wednesday um, or next Thursday and just get it as quickly as I can uh, would be the ideal thing. Um, when when I sent my my Wii in, I mean it was inconvenient, but it was it was fixed, you know, within a yeah. decent enough time frame considering that they're uh, you know shipping across the across the border to Canada for mm. me so if you send it in it shouldn't be that hopefully much of a rigmarole uh trying to get it back but i mean it's, it's shitty that it has to happen yeah. at all it's it's still a problem um apparently if you buy a joycon now the left one um you you get can get it without the problems um so they fixed it it was a manufacturing variation is what they're saying um 
and that's the reason why they're messing up. That's the reason why they're having all these problems. But again, like I said, they're willing to repair it for free and they'll cover the cost of it. It's just take about a week, which is they're trying to get all these turned over as quickly as they can. Um, mm -hmm. Also, at the same time, though, if you wanted to, you could probably just go buy another one. Um, for those of you that actually want a pro controller, this is another aside. Um, there is a controller coming out. Let me look it up. Because I, I just I ordered it a few days ago. Um, <clears throat> let's see. It's called the... It's It's got this really weird long name that's like unnecessary. Uh, Is this a Nintendo product or a third party? It's, it's a third party. It's the Nintendo Switch Retro Fighters Turbo Controller. And it's basically uh, a pro that controller. Yeah, for the Switch. Um, it actually looks really nice. It looks like an Xbox One controller, aside from the turbo button. Um, hmm. It has the share button, the home button, the plus and minus on it, um, and it's affordable. It's about thirty bucks. It is thirty bucks. Um, I, I I purchased it. It's coming out. Oh, they moved up the date, so it'll be released in four days. Um, hopefully, you'll hear this by go. then. Uh, so you'll hear this Friday. It'll be released Saturday, um, <laughs> and so you'll be able to get that uh, pretty quickly, pretty cheap. Um, whether or not it works as well as the pro controller, we don't know. Again, this is like something that uh, I'm always, sure. I'm always a little bit weary of third parties. Um, yeah. With third party stuff. But I mean, for 30 <laughs> bucks, that's not, uh, that's not a bad investment. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm okay with it because there's no way I'm going to be able to justify a $70 pro controller to myself at mm -hmm. any point. Like I, I can't, I can't say like, cause I can say, oh yeah, I'll spend, you know, 60 bucks on a game and I can justify that to myself because it's a game and I'll enjoy it. You get hours of entertainment from that. And I, you know, I guess like if you don't have a controller, you can't play the game. You can't get your hours of entertainment. But like, I like, I, I bought snipper clips the other day and I was playing it with my buddies on the weekend. And uh, as much as I would like to have four players, uh, to, to me, buying an extra set of joy cons is like 150 bucks. Yeah. That's a lot of money. It, it here, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's cheaper than that. It's about, it's still about $70, $80, I think 40 per piece. Um, which is still a pretty crummy price um, for an extra set don't, of controllers. Don't quote me on that. Like, I want to say, like, I thought I saw it for about uh, 70 bucks, uh, but I, I wouldn't yeah. uh, die on that hill, but it's expensive. Yeah, it's it's an expensive, and they have their reasons for it. There may not be good reasons, but um, regardless, if you want to get your repair order sent in, do, do what I was talking about. If you want to get the Pro Controller at a reasonable price, you can go with this one. It has a turbo button on it, like an old Mad Cats controller for the GameCube. So take that how you will. It's not Mad Cats though, so that's why I ordered it. Because are they still making stuff? I, I don't seen their. Stuff I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't think so. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> onto the topics this week. We're going to talk about some uh, controversies that are going on in around Breath of the Wild and in gaming in general or the gaming community. Um, the first one I want to talk. I'm, I'm about, going in blind to this with you guys. So I don't know what's coming up here. Well, it's this is all surrounding a uh, like a controversy with Breath of the Wild. It's very, it's not very small. It's a small area of fans, um, people that are complaining about it. But I read a few articles talking about this. Even Kotaku posted one. Of course they did. So Kotaku, and they have to um, start a, stir the pot. Yeah. Gosh dang it. Yeah. So the big debate right now, I say big loosely, is that the there's a specific side quest in the game and if you don't want to be spoiled um for this side quest then oh it's actually part of the main quest then then just ignore this part just don't listen to it um but it is this is what is going to be at least for half of the podcast that we're going to be talking about um and the main story once you get to or you're on your way to the gerudo city uh you have to figure out a way in and only women can be allowed in and so in order to do this, you talk to a bunch of people and they say that they've seen a man sneaking in at night or sneaking in in general, <coughs> or they've heard of him. Um, and they don't know how, but eventually once you get to um, the oasis, you climb up on top of a rock and you find a what appears to be a woman and you talk to her. And as you're talking to her, you can choose two different sayings like, are you a man or do you look beautiful? And if you say you look beautiful, she'll give you clothes that make Link look like a woman. And so he can just walk in uh, to Gerudo City whenever. However, in that cutscene, the 
supposed female's face mask drops off and reveals a beard. Um, mm. And so you see that it's really a man dressed as a woman. Um, a lot of people uh, are getting a little upset by this because, <clears throat> one, they see it as uh, par- paradizing, parodying, uh, cross-dressing, and trans people. Um, and two, they also see it as a uh, kind of just a slap in the face to people that want the female link so that he can, he, you know, they're like, here, dress up like a female, but you're still a male. Um, but we're not going to touch on that one. That's, that's like I said, we're not going to talk about the, the gender debate. Um, what I really wanted to talk about is whether or not those uh, concerns are valid. Um, granted, everybody has their opinion. Everybody can have them. Um, and they're, they're allowed to, you know, take things how they want. Um, video games are an art form, so they can feel however they want about them. Um, but at the same time, I was wondering, uh, in general, like for you guys as the audience and, and for the conversation we're going to have here is, are those complaints warranted and do we see that as a problem with a nintendo viewing the trans and cross-dressing community this way communities this way and b just culture as a whole still treating them uh as a parody or something funny for laughs so i've talked a lot andy give your opinion please um i mean like this this is a delicate subject and the first thing that you have to remember is that this game was developed and created by uh, Japanese makers. And the culture is, is definitely different over there than it is uh, over here. For example, over there, a swastika is a, you know, a sacred symbol, whereas over here, it, it carries all the negative connotations that it does. So there's a very uh, different culture divide from here to there. But I, like, like, I don't know, like for me, you know, was was Link dressing up as a girl to get into the Gerudo City? Like, was it was it done in bad taste? Was it offensive? You know, was it was it making fun of of people, or was it just the only way possible for him to to get into the city? You know, I, I think that you know, and, and like I don't want to sound insensitive, but like I, I mean, a lot of people will latch on to things to be to be mad at just to be mad at at something, right? Yeah. And there's a certain there's a certain validity, you know, if if things are done without a certain proper, you know, handling and they're and they're and they cross over to the line of distaste, um, then yeah, like yeah, I you know, I could see some people being pissed about that. This doesn't come close to that for me. For me, I just think it's a silly uh you know, it, it's a it's a silly thing in a video game, and and if that ruins your enjoyment of the video game, uh, I, I would hate to see what else you're upset about on a day to day basis. <laughs> and, and and you know what, like I'm like I'm not trying to to make light or uh, yeah. you know, or belittle any of that, but um, it's it's just so weird to me that the, the things that people would be upset about, like like I I, I know trans people. Um, you know, that's, I don't view them any differently, uh, than I would, you know, my guy, best friend or, or my girlfriend, uh, you know, they're whatever. Right. And I, I, I think if you ask them, they wouldn't have a problem with this. And if, if they don't, I guess, why should we, but, but I mean, it's different from every, from every person, you know, um, to me, I didn't see anything wrong with mm-hmm. it. And, you know. This this answer is probably you know made everybody mad, but like I, I don't see anything wrong with it. If it was done in a way that was mocking, or if it was done in a way that was intentionally disrespectful, like maybe you know, then I could see the issue with it. But if it's not, then I just feel like you're making something out of nothing. You know, um, you know, relax. It's a video game. Cloud Strafe <laughs> did it. You know, Link mm-hmm. did it. Um, just chill out. Um, I that's th- just me. Yeah. So. I think one of the main problems that people are having isn't necessarily with Link. It's with uh, the character Villa. I think it's Villa. It might be Villia. Um, well, and to be honest, I would be more, um, I would be more offended by the construction worker that uh, that builds your house. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's he's over the top, more flamboyant. He does this ridiculous dance. He wears makeup. He, if if there was any character in the game that I would say straddles the line of, of good taste and not good taste, it would be that guy. And, and even then, it's it's just like, you know, it's it's just a video game. It's done for fun. It's not, there's nothing malicious behind it. There's no, 
there's no programmer that had a secret agenda that that went into this game and said like I'm gonna promote my message through creating this ridiculously uh, you know flamboyant character. I just I I just think that it's it's a lot of something over nothing. Mm-hmm. I uh one of the things like you said is that uh, we need to take into account first of all that this game was developed in Japan and so they have a very different worldview than we do. Um, whereas we view stuff like this in a specific light in terms of transgender and cross-dressing and homosexuality, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff, um, while maybe normal in Japan isn't nearly as popularized or nearly as uh, widespread in the way that it pervades their culture um, in a serious way. Uh, so you wouldn't see something like... Um, Oh my gosh, there was a show well, a while like, back. I just don't think that it's that big of a deal to a Japanese audience. And I'm, I'm going to be talking out of my head. Like, I like I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm just <laughs> going to speculate here. But, like, I mean, I can remember back in the day watching um, Pokemon, the animated series, right? And, and James from Team Rocket was always dressing up as a girl to get into, you know, somewhere. And, like, granted, that was 20 years ago. But I just don't think that there's the same level of scrutiny for that over there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... A lot of times things are a little bit more exaggerated yeah. um, over there in the first place. So it, it, to them, it's not, you know, to me, it seems like to them, it's not that, that big of a deal. I think, uh, again, like one of the things that we need to take in mind, keep in mind is, like you said, it, they are, it is in Japan. And a lot of this stuff, um, for example, there's a show or an anime called Is This a Zombie? And <laughs> the I think it's the first episode. Uh, the character is the guy character is forced to cross dress. It, it's just it's it sounds worse than it is. He's forced to cross dress because he's the only one that can wield a specific weapon that turns him into a magical girl. Um, and it's done for comedy. It's done for uh, effect. And it's it's literally a running joke throughout the entire. I think it's two seasons of the show. Um, and I love the show. I think it's great. Uh, but if, for for that audience, that's something comical. That's something that, like, that situation to them is something funny that they can, you know, they're like, oh, that's that's hysterical. Like, that's um, either that's fantastical and that would never happen or, hey, you know, this is this is something funny. Like, this is a, a, a trope that we're so used to, so we don't see a problem with that. Yeah. Whereas we don't – maybe 20 years ago, like you said, even in American or, or Western media, something like that would have been funny or something like that would have been like, oh, haha, that's that's a an interesting trope that we can expand upon. Um, but today, mm-hmm. the climate for that has changed a lot. Um, and the difficulty that Nintendo has is that they're making Japanese games for a Japanese market that's also going to be for you know, a worldwide market. It's going to be for a Western market, European market. Um, and so they have to deal with all the different areas, all the different problems they have. There's, I remember, uh, there was some, there is a, uh, <clears throat> controversy around Fire Emblem Fates a while back. Um, with, uh, Lucina? No, uh, where you could, like, get a... That was Awakening, I'm sorry. Yeah, where you could get a lesbian girl in your party... Um, and you could cure her or something. I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure because I've never actually experienced that quest in Fates. I've married off every character, so I'm not 100 percent sure uh, what they're talking mm-hmm. about. But I know that that was something big for a while. Um, and to to that audience, to the creators, they're like, "This is funny. This is something uh, comical. This is something that we can have a little fun with and, and then take it and run with." As opposed to here, we're like, "Ah." Uh, I don't know if that's a an okay thing because of see the, that the that to me would culture. be a little bit more on the nose. Like I, I yeah. would understand if people were a little bit more upset about that rather than Link dressing up um, in drag to get into this city. Yeah. It, it's just that like like a lot of the same people that will you know shout on the rooftops about you know how criminal it is that that Link is cross dressing in this game or like are the, the guys that are going to go watch TV with Kevin James and you know it's like every every trope of all time in that one about women about dumb guys and you know and then they'll laugh at whoever's on American Idol they can't sing you know so it's like you, you kind of can't have it both ways and and I'm not saying that that is you know for for everyone but to me is I don't know I, I I feel like I feel like just in general um 
you know, people on the internet, it, it's like, just lighten up, you know, it's a video <laughs> game. It's, uh, it, you know, unless it was done with strict malice, um, then just take it for what it is, you know, mm-hmm. just, just let it go, lighten up. And it's not like this is the first time Nintendo's done, th- done something similar to this. Like, for example, Birdo um, is a mm-hmm. quote-unquote trans Yoshi, um, considered a male in Japan. I don't know if now she's considered a girl and they've just retconned that and she's just a different species. Um, but but that's, like, that's, like, that's my point. It's like, who sits there plays super mario brothers 2 and it's just like wow this pink thing that shoots eggs at me like i'm i'm offended like this is yeah. you know it used to be a guy and now it's a girl like what you know well but like, like again stuff like that you wouldn't know unless you read into it even more you read the manuals or the japanese manual but i mean like this isn't i'm not i'm not harping on it but um people also point to tingle um being a flamboyant you know man who's convinced he's a fairy um, which some look at that as, oh, obviously he's a trope on gay people. Um, and again, you just have to consider the context and culture of of this game and the creators. For example, if, if it was made in America, then maybe it'd be different. If it was like, mm-hmm. um, if one day Rockstar made a game making like with a bunch of gay jokes in it and a bunch of trans jokes and cross-dressing jokes, if, if they made those into to comical things and lessened their severity um, and their seriousness, then I'd say, okay, well, now you can take that and, and run with it because obviously uh, they're being culturally insensitive uh, to a wide aspect of their audience because those games aren't necessarily as popular in Japan as they are in America. Uh, For sure. And, and so you have to appeal to your audience. And that's what Nintendo's doing because these are things that are like, oh, well, this is a, a funny thing that's that's in all of our media. So let's just go with this. And I don't think they put too much thought into it. I don't think there was some Japanese man twirling his mustache going, eh, <laughs> like Waluigi. <laughs> and like, I'm just going to screw with the people of America. Like, I don't I don't think that's what happened. Um, yeah. And, so, and, and like, I, like, I don't want to make it seem like. Like, I'm giving Nintendo a free pass. Like, I, I didn't experience that Fire Emblem Fates thing. And I played a lot of Fire Emblem Fates. Yeah. I played all three of them. But, like, that that to me is, is a little, you know, that's borderline insensitive. But, like, you know, if it was, if it, if it wasn't done with malicious intent, I don't feel like it's a big deal. Like, even if you're making, um, even if you're going to go ahead and make, like, some light-hearted, jokes that that just kind of poke at stereotypes like like i'm i'm okay with that as long as it's done tastefully right like and you know as long as it's not like like you're making a thousand gay jokes but you're not making any other jokes anywhere like if it's if it's done tastefully and it's and you're making fun of everybody like okay you know if mm-hmm. you're if you're singling something out and it looks like you're doing it to be to be an ass about it then no that's not okay yeah and so i can't think of an instance for me where Nintendo has done that, but um, you know, like like I guess I could see how some people might be um, offended by this, but uh, it would be a stretch for me. Yeah, and I, I guess I, I I could see where they're coming from, but again, like I, I like for me, um, pretty much everything I do in my life, like my work and my schooling, relies on me looking at the whole context. Of a, of a situation and a scenario of being a psychology student studying the languages I am. Um, and so that's my, my, my very first question is I want to know the details surrounding something. And so if we look at the details surrounding this, it's a, a Japanese game made, not necessarily primarily for a Japanese audience, but with that in the back of their minds. So there's going to be tropes in it that are going to be popular in America. It might even be untasteful to some but again you have to consider where it's from and what it's you know the, the people making it um they're not they don't have the same well they have a lot of the same values that we do like core values but in terms of you know what they think is funny is different uh i know a lot of people a lot of my friends like my dad doesn't like and don't like um anime because they don't see it as funny they don't understand the appeal to it 
Um, and that's fine. Like, I, I don't care. I, I love it. I'll, I'll watch it all I want. But um, I understand it, that it's it is very not different. for everyone. Yeah. And that's one of the things you have to keep in mind is that just because this type of humor or this type of um, trope isn't funny to you and isn't uh, – you know, it's untasteful to you. It doesn't mean it's the same way to someone else. And, and this is a more subjective thing than, let's say, if they came out and the the character was a trans woman, had become a woman, and all yeah. the characters ostracized her for it, and were like, oh well, you know, we're gonna kill her because she's a, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm like, yeah, then you then you have a problem. Then you have, like, I was gonna say too, like, in the context of that particular scene. No, no, because you have to talk to a few people to kind of get uh, get this guy's location. Nobody's saying, like, this freak dresses up as a girl to get in. They're talking about how clever he is to break into this yeah. place, right? Um, so, and, and like, if, if you're upset by that, like, you know, are you then upset by, you know, this this female-only place that won't, like, guys in? Like, is, like I don't know, is that, like reverse sexism like like where does it stop you know like um it, that's what that's what i mean when i say there is no maliciousness behind it like like none of the citizens of hyrule were like this freak up there who dresses like a girl to to break in yeah it was just it was done lighthearted. it was goofy uh it was you know it was very it was very nintendo yeah so pretty much beating that horse to death um, and there's another topic I want to talk about that's, that's slightly away from, it's away from Zelda. It's just not really related, but I wanted to hit that one first. Um, and I, I'd like to know what you guys think about it because this is something that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's concerning some people, it's not concerning others. Uh, you heard our opinions and I'd like to hear yours. Um, what you think about it, whether, you know, just, just keep it civil, mm-hmm. please keep it. Civil. And, and if you, if you like were offended by this, by no means take this as us dismissing why you were, I, I would legitimately love to hear like some of the reasons behind it. Cause maybe there's more to it that this, you know, we don't understand being, uh, you know, being who we are and not being part of that community. So, uh, I would, I would love to hear the reasons behind it too. Okay. So, uh, next topic then, um, this is something that, we, Nate mentioned after we stopped recording, um, but there is a uh, there's been a bit of controversy surrounding one Colin Moriarty. Uh, oh, I was hoping we were going to get to this. Yeah, from Kind of Funny, um, personal hero of mine. Uh, absolutely respect the mess out of this guy. Um, we we yep. we differ on on a lot of opinions. I'm not going to say yep. what those are because that would just make oh gosh, don't even want to think about what that would do. Um, but there are certain things we disagree on, but I respect him immensely, um, and his views he's and his a, opinions. He's a super smart guy. Oh, and, like, yeah. I don't, I don't agree with most of, the, of what he says, especially when it comes to video games, but like he can present <laughs> his arguments intelligently and at least make you see from the other side of the spectrum. Yep. So here's what we're going to talk about then. Uh, whether you know it or not, we're, we're just going to give some background. So, um, on March 8th. There was the protest a day without women, where women were for International Women's Day. Yeah, where where women were supposed to uh, take off of work, uh, skip work. Well, not skip work. They weren't encouraged to just leave. Um, some did, and they got them fired. But some uh, called in two weeks before and were like, "Hey," or t- talked to their boss and said, "I'm going to take this day off to to observe this protest." And they're like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, Plenty of people did that. Uh, Philip DeFranco's staff, some of the, some of the, or one of them did that. I think he talked about that. Um, but so this is this is something that like I'm, I'm not going to talk specifically about that. Um, but at uh, the same time, Colin Moriarty tweeted out "Ah, peace and quiet" at hashtag a day without women, and that was met with and, and like the hashtag was going around Twitter. Yeah. In some context of that too. So you're supposed to say, you know, what what a day without women would would mean to you. Um, essentially and so he got torn to shreds about this he was um labeled a sexist uh a racist by international business mm-hmm. times um and then he was like he was getting all this hate and then he refused to back down from his his message um and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second um and then kind of funny greg talked about the comment and talked about colin 
um, and basically apologized for Colin, saying what he did was inexcusable. Um, and then a few days later, maybe two or three, Colin left kind of funny. And why this is important is because Colin, Greg, and a few other guys left IGN to start kind of funny. Uh, Colin, I think it was the CEO and co-founder of the company. And <clears throat> he was a big influence in the company. He did the PS I love you XOXO with it, Greg. It would be fair to say like him and Greg were the big, like Tim and Nick were big parts too, but it was definitely Colin Greg's big. Yeah. And uh, he did a lot of the shows on there. Um, and so when he left, uh, he said that he gave a few reasons for it. One, he said that they have a different direction in which they want to go for the company. Um, and two, he wants to explore things uh, that are more important to him. And so recently then, I think about two or three days ago, this is this happened pretty fast. He started a new venture <clears throat> called Colin's Last Stand. And basically what he's going to be talking about in this is history and politics. And there's a Patreon if you want to back it. I guess I can put that um, at the bottom just for a little bit. I'll put that in the description. Um, but he started that and he wants to talk about politics and history and he wants to have a more of a conversation with it. Um, <coughs> and I think so far he's raised about $20,000 in Patreon support. It's, it's up to $34,000 a month. Okay. That's a, I that's, checked last night. That's a lot isn't of that, money. Nuts? I know. Yeah. Um, he's, I, I don't imagine it'll stay that high. Cause I think if I'm not mistaken, that's higher than what kind of funny brings in right now. I but, think that's uh, more of a, like a one-time payment thing for a, yeah. for a lot of it. And then a lot of people get onto the, like the, you know, hundred or five dollar <laughs> range, like anywhere between there. Um, mm-hmm. but regardless, Things have gone kind of like a roller coaster for him. First they went down, then they went up, and then they're kind of like up and down. They're leveling out eventually, probably. Um, mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to talk about is, first off, his comment, and whether or not we think there's something wrong with that. Um, then I want to talk about uh, just the overall uh, problem with reactions to this kind of stuff and with um the the or just the comments in general and whether or not they were untasteful um again this isn't really gonna relate to video games in a way but this is something that i've wanted to talk about for a while ever since this this happened um this this i'm I'm glad we're talking about it i had a lot of thoughts about it too yeah i mean like i i i am a very politically minded person i love talking about this stuff um and I know that this episode is probably going to be pretty controversial for a lot of people, um, but uh, we're, we're going to talk about it. So if you don't like it, sorry, uh, go for it. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you want to give your thoughts first, or I can. Um, so or do you want or do you want me to? Um, we can just. I'll give mine. I'll give a few of mine, and then we'll just go okay. back and forth a bit. Um. So this is an unpopular opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. Um, I Somebody equated it to something from I Love Lucy. Like this is something Ricky would say. And it was just for comedic effect. There's no ill intent behind it. Um, and I agree. I don't think that there is a problem with what he said. I don't think he was like, ah, I hate women. Um, he's like, his girlfriend thought it was funny. So he posted it and didn't think that there would be a problem. But obviously there's a huge backlash for it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, personally for me, I don't, I don't think it was in bad taste. I don't think it was wrong. Um, the, 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 the problem that I have is with the reaction to it. We'll talk about that a little later, but it's the same thing, like to some extent, to some level as a, as what he does as a commentator, um, on video games and politics, like he talks about in the game over Greggy show a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and even to an extent, some comedy, he he is allowed a little bit of leeway and free free speech that somebody like uh um you know Dave Chappelle or Bo Burnham is allowed to have in that they can say what they want and it's understood that it's for comedy it's not that they're doing it for ill intent it's it's a social commentary on what's going on um so that's how i view this more as a social commentary as opposed to a um oh man i hate women so i'm going to make this off base comment about them and obviously i want to stir up some trouble i don't think that was his intent um uh, I'm, I'm with you i i don't i don't 
think it was um, in bad taste, his joke. Um, I mean, like, obviously, obviously, when you read it, you could tell that it was just a joke. It was an eye roller. It was something that your that your dad would say, right? <laughs> the one like the one thing that I will say is that I do think he did it um, probably knowing that he would, you know, be stirring the pot <laughs> and provoking a little bit. Um, obviously, he didn't know that he would be doing that to that extent. Um, and, you know, like at the at the end of the day, too, I'm, I'm not going to say he should have known better. But, uh, like, when you, when you put yourself out there and your business partner is with, with three other guys who are, are noticeably, you know, liberal guys, mm-hmm. um, and, and your, and your business is in a very liberal market, you, you know, you, you pick and choose your, pick and choose your battles. Um, you know, if, if he tweeted it out and then was, and then had maybe responded with like a Jesus guys, it's just a joke, like settle down. <laughs> sorry. You know, um, it might not have become such a big deal, but, uh, uh, like I mean, that's another example of just like just relax, just calm down, you know. <laughs> and the thing is too is if you a lot of people I'm assuming haven't actually listened to him talk, haven't actually um, been a fan of the show that that are responding to this because his political beliefs are very different. He always describes himself as socially liberal, fiscally conservative, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's his that's his uh, mantra when he talks about his his political beliefs. And you know, there's there's a difference between what he believes and what Greg believes and what Nick believes and what Tim believes and, and all of them. Um, and that's okay. That's fine. Different beliefs are great. If we all thought the same, then the world would be a pretty boring place. I know that's an unpopular opinion because we all have to be one, one way is what everybody wants. Um, and so stuff like this stuff, his, his idea of um, politically correct or PC culture is, is a very low idea of it. He doesn't think too highly of it. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of with him on that. Um, but I, I do want to add a caveat here um, because a lot of people will jump on, this is not really related to this specifically, but a lot of people will jump on the boat of saying things like there aren't such things as microaggressions and people get um, too, angry too quick and while i agree with that latter part um microaggressions are are a real thing um they're something in psychology that we, that we look at is is how small things that people have done in the past affect who you are today so if you were uh, bullied as a kid you were made fun of um and or somebody said an off-base comment to you and you've carried that with you your entire life that one microaggression that one small thing they may not even meant it can carry with you through the rest of your life. So there is credence to that idea, not to the extent that it is being reported today. Um, but don't just jump on that bandwagon. That being said, I don't think that this was one of those instances in which he was doing it from a malicious intent. Um, whether or not it could be interpreted wrongly, obviously it was interpreted wrongly, but I don't think that that was necessarily uh, the fault of Colin. I think that we're in a culture today that is too quick to emote, but not quick enough to think and it, it wasn't the fault of Colin but like I will I will say this like you know we we both talked about we how we like Colin for how intelligent he is and someone as intelligent as, as Colin probably knew that there was going to be a backlash yeah. against it and I find it I find it a stretch to believe that he didn't he didn't know how much shit he would get for <laughs> posting this because like if I posted this on Twitter, like to my hundred followers, I'm, it wouldn't be a big deal. But when you have three hundred thousand followers, like it, and you get retweeted, and you know what, you, like it's gonna, it's gonna rub people the wrong way. And and I'm surprised that you know he didn't, uh, he didn't see that coming. On the one hand, on the other hand, I don't think he should have had to apologize for it because it wasn't offensive. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I I don't know if I buy the whole story where he was like, uh, you know, I, I can't believe that, you know, this blew up and, and people are, are shitting on me. The one thing he does have a, a, a solid foundation on, though, is uh, I think it was Polygon called him a racist in the in their title of the article. And I would be shocked if he didn't sue them for that. I think one of the, the difficult things is I, he probably realized that it, to some level um he was gonna get you know hate i mean you you post a Mm -hmm. polarizing 
anything, and you're going to get people disagreeing with you and people hating on you, um, no matter what you post, if you're a public figure like this. And obviously this comment wasn't popular with a lot of people, but I don't think the level of hate and the, the response he got equates to the comment. If he was no, like, I don't, I don't either. If he had tweeted out on this day that he did that women are inferior and men are superior, hashtag a day without women, then okay, there's a little bit of a problem there that we need to address, a little bit of a problem that, that he needs to, mm-hmm. you know, talk about. But this wasn't that kind of a thing. Um, it was a stereotype that he was playing off of um, that women talk a lot and that a day without women would be quiet. That's that's the joke. I just explained it to you. Um, and and nobody talks more than my girlfriend, so that, <laughs> that's got at least some truth to it. And so you have like that, that understanding of it. I don't understand why people are, are so upset with it. Um, again, I just think that everybody, that a lot of people are out there looking to be professionally offended by things. And they're, mm-hmm. again, too quick to emote and not quick enough to think. If we just took a step back from whatever our emotions are there's there's something in psychology called self-differentiation and that's being able to differentiate your thoughts from your emotions and so if you can think with your thoughts without having your emotions have a too too big of a an impact on them you have a healthy ego strength and so you have a healthy balance of mm-hmm. uh, in your life and i think a lot of the the, the problems are with, with this kind of a culture, with this kind of an idea, is that everybody's so, so, so quick to use their emotions as their thoughts. Um, and that's dangerous. That, that gets really dangerous in how you live your life. Because if all you do is base your actions and thoughts off of your emotions, then you're going down a really bad path. Um, that being said... Can I, can I throw something else? Kind of off-field, not, doesn't have anything to do with this really quick, too, but like... Uh, I was reading, I, I was Googling Iron Fist the other day because I kind of wanted to see how the show was, I was yeah. doing or whatever. And, uh, the, you know, the first couple things that pop up are people are outraged that the guy playing Iron Fist isn't an Asian actor. And, I mean, by all accounts, the show doesn't seem like it's very good. The guy <laughs> who plays Iron Fist seems like he sucks. But, like, in the comics, he, he was played by, or the Iron Fist is a white guy. And, and I was reading all this stuff where it's like, well, he's a martial artist expert. It's, you know, it's cultural appropriation. He should be played by an Asian guy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, isn't it more offensive to to think that someone who's good at martial arts has to be Asian? Like, I, I just don't understand this whole outrage culture. You yeah, know? I, I think that's, that's become such a problem with, um, <clears throat> again, mostly in America. Uh, this is something that's really popular here. Um, and we saw a resurgence of it. Not really a resurgence, but it's 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 pinnacle during the election um, mm-hmm. on both sides. And, and it's interesting to watch as a Canadian too, kind of kind of looking over it and seeing all of that because uh, you know we're a lot more laid back here, but it, but it happens here too. Um, but seeing seeing some of the internet during that election was crazy. Well, one of the things that I want to make known is that I'm not saying that it's, you know, I'm not pointing fingers and like, ah, it's all the liberals' fault or it's all the conservatives' fault. Both sides get equally offended at the stupidest Mm. things, and it drives me up a wall. Like, the Beauty and the Beast thing with there being, like, a huge gay moment. It's like... Oh, yeah. It's not. That was a thing. it's, It's like he dances with a guy for, like, a split second at the end of the movie, and then there's one guy that, like, cross dresses. It's like... Oh my gosh, the movie's ruined because there's gay undertones in it and the gay agenda's attacking America and destroying it. That's, that's stupid. It's stuff like that that drives me insane. Yeah, there was some theater that wouldn't even play it and it's like, yeah. what century are you living in, buddy? Like it's I, I like I am of the I'm of the, of the opinion it's like if it doesn't affect like me and my everyday life, like who cares, mm-hmm. you know? Like who cares? I, and that's the I guess the over the, the biggest thing to, to realize is like that there's there's no real reason to be this offended about stuff. Like if somebody personally attacks your character, then by all means go for it. Like if somebody, yeah. you know, wrote a long essay about why I was the scum of the earth and then it got circulated around everywhere, then I'd be a little mad because somebody was attacking me directly. This wasn't an attack on somebody. This wasn't a um, uh, an ill-intentioned tweet it was just for comedy it was for effect um and in talking about the reaction to it 
I think it was blown really out of proportion, especially, and and I, this is, I had to I had to deal with this. I had to struggle with this on my own because I was like, okay, I understand that they had to maintain an image as a company, um, but the way that they disavowed Colin um, really rubbed me the wrong way, um, because it was wasn't like, hey guys, this was just a joke. Um, it may have been an ill intent or like a, uh, an off color joke, but mm-hmm. it was still a joke. Uh, we're sorry for this, but you know, it's just, it's just a joke. Don't worry about it. But instead it was like, Colin did something wrong. It was bad. We don't want to be associated with that kind of commentary. We're sorry on his behalf. I was like, you just threw him under the bus there. Um, and he- he did get thrown under the bus and especially like I know a lot of people were hating on Tim Geddes for his comment in particular. Like I, I think it was like a, a group thing. I don't think that they should be, you know, focusing all their hate on one of the guys. <laughs> I, I can I can understand, you know, like you have a company, it's just starting, it's just growing. Maybe yeah. one day you want to take it public. Um, and you have one of your co-founders now, you know, you search him online, it says sexist racist. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like I can understand their point of view. Um, from growing their company, it, like it was, it was disappointing. Especially like, and I mean, Greg even said in his uh, in his message, like they say shit on that show that's way worse all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at Nick Scarpino, like love the guy, but like damn, you know. Um, <laughs> so and it, and it's, I don't know. It it was just unfortunate because I mean, like when they started, kind of funny. I I think, and don't quote me, they said something along the lines of like, you know, we're going to stick with Colin, even if we have to lose a few followers to do it. And, you know, that was two years ago. Plans changed. The company's evolved. But um, it it was disappointing. I, I think they should have brought him to PAX and uh, let him make that speech instead of Greg. I think that would have went a long way towards um, mending everything. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that, that that was I mean I understand why they did that I, I just think it was handled poorly on their behalf um, mm-hmm. I do too in, in terms and of, you know the the kind of funny guys said as much too they said like I don't know if you watched the uh, the morning show um, the day that Colin resigned but they they had said like you know it was hastily thrown together it was at the end of a long busy work day they, I think Greg was about to catch a plane or something like that so everybody knows it could have been handled better yeah i i just think that again like, the whole mess is was blown out of proportion it was something that that affected him and and whether or not it's it's it was for the best or not we'll, we'll see because obviously he's got enough support to start his own uh mm-hmm. channel and his own venture um and i'm excited to see how that turns out uh one one thing i like i actually do believe i know a lot of places said that he resigned strictly over the tweet even watching kind of funny over the last two months or so i i do believe that there is a growing divide there and that at some point i think colin um may have left to pursue his own interests i just think that this sparked it and made it a yeah little quicker than I, maybe it I, I can agree with that because most of his topics for the game over greggy show were about politics and in the current mm-hmm. affairs uh especially during the election like they, they talked about that at least once every every week um on on that specific cast and you obviously like his that's where his heart is is talking about politics and history uh, so this is a good venture for him. it's a good idea for him to do uh, it's just a little bittersweet to see him leave something that he started absolutely hey, he was like a lot of those other guys largely blend together and i don't mean that disparagingly but like you watch them you watch them do a reacts on Doctor Strange and like all three guys are saying the same thing and Colin, even if I don't agree with them, which I often don't, <laughs> at least he's saying something different and is coming from the other side of the room, you know? So it, it sucks to see that uh, dynamic leave. Yeah. I mean I, again, just all in all, I think that the whole situation was blown out of proportion, it was handled poorly. Um and it's reflective of a problem at large with the culture we live in. Um, well, the same people that were mad at that tweet are the same people that are mad that Link is dressing up yeah, to get into Gruta City, you know? And, and one of the, I think uh, I was listening to Colin on uh, the Rubin report after this happened, um, mm-hmm. and he was talking about 
uh, like professional reactivity and, and people that are going out and getting offended they try to destroy people because they're offended by them and then they move on to the next person um and we're probably gonna get a lot of hate for this video uh but probably i mean at the same time it's like there there is a problem you can't if if you're offended by everything in your life that's a problem with you not a problem with the culture um and I'm not going to go off and be like Tommy Lauren and say, oh, it's because you're all snowflakes. It's like, she's, I do not like that woman. She is an idiot. Uh, and she needs. Let's, let's put it this way. I've never had a flu shot. I've had the flu a couple times. My body has strengthened itself from that flu. And I don't get the flu very much anymore. That's a horrible analogy. But well, can... no, like we, we need to be able to learn how to deal with things that life throws our way without responding and having a breakdown. Um, without responding mm -hmm. negatively and having a breakdown. Um, like, there's a lot of things in life that are going to come our way and going to come your way, and you have to be able to handle them and then grow from that. Where if you don't handle it correctly, if you don't even handle it, if you just uh, try to eliminate the problem by crying and pouting about it, then you're not going to grow from that. You're going to stagnate, and you'll get nowhere in life. Uh, that's that's a difficult lesson that I've had to learn over several years is that you, you have to take your hits and you have to roll with the punches because uh, life isn't mm -hmm. fair. Life's not going to treat you nice just because, you know, you're special or whatever. Um, and this is going to sound really cynical, but in, in the whole grand scheme of things, like we we don't have that much of an impact on, you know, what what goes on in the world. Um, and that should put things into perspective for you, uh, how, how small we are on, on a giant scale. Um, well, put it into perspective this way. You don't have much of an impact on what goes on. So like the little impact that you have, you want it to be positive. You don't yeah. want it to be, yeah. you know, I think, I think Colin said this and I think he said it long before this whole thing happened, but like, uh, the, the direction that, that society is going and maybe it's just amplified on the internet, but it's like we got to learn to disagree with each other, but respect each other, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I say that music in Breath of the Wild, isn't that great? You say it's awesome and that's fine. We can totally disagree on that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just like learning to be fine with that. Cause like, it's a very, uh, it's a very us or them mentality right now. Yeah. And, and that's one of my, like very, least favorite types of mentality because that's what destroys a community faster than anything else um whether it's an internal us versus them or an external us versus them like that's probably one of my least favorite things about this is going to be a, so, uh, a social commentary in the church for a second one of my least favorite things about how the christian church handles a lot of things is that they view it as oh well it's us christians versus the world of, of darkness and you know, we're fighting against them. Like, that's the wrong mentality to have. I'm not going to go into an, an entire tirade about that, but that's 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 something that hurts your cause more than it helps it. Um, mm -hmm. And if you want to make a difference, if you want something to change, then you have to change it in a positive way. Um, and while you may not be able to actually impact it, the the happier you are, then the happier your life is going to seem, like the happier your outlook is going to be. If you constantly choose to be, you know, joyful or constantly choose to find the good in situations, then your outlook on life's going to change. And I say that as something that's a lot easier said than done because I struggle with clinical depression. So this isn't something that's like, oh, you know, it's just flippant. I'm just saying this, but like you have to try to see the good in things. Um, you have to try to, you know, look at the big picture. You have to try to look at the context of things. And that's kind of what the whole, this whole thing is about. Even with the Breath of the Wild controversies, you have to look at the context. You have to be able to step back and think instead of just feel. Um, and even like, um, to kind of throw back for a second too, like, like all the people um, that are fans of Collins that have been disliking every kind of funny video that have been, you know, tweeting shit at Tim Gettys. It's like, it's like you're you're as much a part of the problem yeah. too. Like, they had a big group hug. They they left on fine terms. It's gonna be back. Like, let it go. Like, just like like let it go. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it works too for for both ways. Like, you might 
you know, you know, you may think that you're in the right and therefore entitled to, I'll throw this out as an example of what I'm trying to say here. Um, there was an instance yesterday where someone I knew said that they were, uh, were, were transgender and, you know, we were trying to support them and someone said, um, as a Catholic, I disagree, but I respect your decision. And so immediately I'm just like, well, who the hell are you? Shut up. But like, but that, but that's their prerogative. They were respectful about it. I can disagree with them, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's fine to disagree even when you think you're in the right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote that I'm, I don't want to misattribute it. Um, okay. I was I was incorrect, but there's a quote by Evelyn Beatrice Hall um, that says, "I do not agree with what you have to say, but I will defend the defend to the death your right to say it." Um, and I've heard that Famous multiple quote. times. Um, from there was one of my uh, one of my biggest influences in life uh, was a guy I met on an Animal Crossing forum many 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 years ago, um, and we have very different ideas on politics um but he's had a, a rather big influence on my life uh from from pursuing the guitar to how i look at politics in general and not being stuck in a very rigid way um he would always talk about that he would always say that quote um and he would always say that you know i don't agree with you but you have a right to say that and you have a right to feel that way um now keep in mind too after all of this, after all the stuff that we've talked about, there are certain things that are facts that you should not, like, you can't just be like, oh, well, that's an opinion. Like, the Earth is the earth is flat. That's that's a fact, or that's an opinion. Uh, but it, I'm going to treat it as a fact. It's like there are certain facts that you have to, you know, you look at and you're like, okay, well, this is true. And if it's true, then something else is, then the, the opposite of it is false. Um, not that's not the case with this kind of stuff. It's not the case with opinions. Um, but I I don't want to just keep rambling on with that. Uh, but at at the end of the day, we we all need to do better at at controlling how we respond to things, and monitoring and regulating our emotions. Uh, that's I guess that's the biggest takeaway. That's not to say that like we don't you know we shouldn't be robots, but <laughs> yeah. like. Well, a sign, a sign of maturity is being able to take a breath, you know, yeah. take a deep sigh before you get it, you know, before you go and do something, I think is the, is the point here, you know, a sign to of... ask yourself, does this really matter? <laughs> does Link dressing up as a girl to get into Gerudo City really matter? Does it affect my life and how people will, will look at me? Mm-hmm. You know, like if the answer is no, let it go. Yeah. And again, like I said, like I was saying, it, it, it a sign of, of maturity, um, not just emotional maturity, but maturity is being able to control your emotions. Um, not necessarily in like the extreme to where you're a Jedi and you can't love and you can't get married, but then... I would argue that the whole <laughs> Empire rose up because of the Jedi actually and how they controlled their emotions. So there's definitely there's definitely balance there. Yeah, you have like everything in life, you have to be balanced, but. Um, that, that's an important takeaway that, that I think that needs to be stated is that, you know, sign of maturity, sign of being an adult is, uh, is being able to control your emotions. Otherwise mm-hmm. you're, you're emotionally still a child. Um, and I'm not saying that that is a, a blanket statement and that all the people that are, that are getting offended by stuff are unable to control their emotions, but there are a lot of people that are, um, and a lot of people don't think before they act and respond to things. And we've seen that. Like, that's these past two examples about Colin and Breath of the Wild, that's kind of what these are. They're, they're people that are just jumping the gun and not looking at the big picture and they're like, oh, well, time to be offended. Time to, time to punch mm-hmm. in and, and, and get to they're, work. They're the people that have their, their finger on the trigger and they're just, they're ready, you yeah. know, to fire at the first thing that moves. Uh, when maybe, when maybe, you know, you should take your aim and make your shots count. There you go. That's a great analogy. So I think that's all I have to say. Otherwise, I'm going to keep spouting random things. Well, we'll have a separate podcast about the implications of the Jedi and uh, whether they were too calm or not. Yeah. Somewhere down the line. 
eventually, maybe, if Link ever has something to do with that. But yeah, yeah. That's uh, that'll that'll do it about this week. Sorry if you didn't like it. <laughs> you know what? If you didn't like it, that's okay. It's it's free. We're giving it out to you for free. You didn't pay for it, so no money back mm-hmm. on this one. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.